The following segment is from The Look Ahead on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. The Tennessee Titans offensive line just blocked for Derrick Henry, who had one of the most amazing rushing seasons we've ever seen, over 2,000 yards. You know what it's like to block for a 2,000-yard rusher because you did it for Terrell Davis. Why don't we never give the offensive lines any love for seasons like that? We always talk about Derrick Henry rushing for 2,000 yards. Yeah, well, um, that, just because it's part of your job. You know, uh, it's it's your job to be anonymous. And most of the offensive line, like your experience is this. You know, I always say the difference between playing offensive line and defensive line. I could whip your ass 65 plays in a row. If I give up a sack at the end of the game, you're a hero and I'm a goat. That's just how it works. So normally if your name is mentioned, it's usually <laughs> with a holding call or something. You gave up a sack. It's a it's a bad situation. Um, the Tennessee Titans, I think their two guards, Davis, 64, the right guard, and Saffold, I think it's 76, the left guard. They are the two best come off the ball, shorten your neck, dispense justice, bust you in the jaw players that you will watch on film. As a matter of fact, I'm prepping to do the last game of the season. It was Carolina and the Saints in Carolina. And I always make these videos for my crew so they can see what I'm looking at. So one of the videos I did was, hey, Drew Brees taking shots in what I would call a dig or a seam hole. So I'm doing the game. I end up making like four videos just on Roger Saffold and this Davis kid. And yeah, I get to the end of, cause I'm watching the film and it's like, Oh my God, these guys are awesome. You know, this is, this is like, it's incredible. And I'm just digging it. And then I realize I make four videos. I'm like, I'm not doing the Tennessee Titans this week. I'm doing <laughs> the Carolina Panthers. Like I've got videos made for my crew on a team that I'm not even doing just because I'm so enthralled with what they're doing. So you're hundred percent right. They were, uh, they were unbelievable. And some of that is not only them, but it's the commitment from that coaching staff. It's the commitment to doing that. And I always say this, that I hate it when people use, you know, the wide receivers as, as the skill position players, the quarterbacks as a skill position players, because there's no greater skill than moving a man from point A to point B against his will. And, that takes an incredible, it's just not, I mean, you think about it. It's not just, Hey, mono a mono. I'm 300 pounds. You're 300 pounds. That's technique to be able to come off the ball like that and to drive guys. Um, and that's something that has to be constantly worked on. And so I give them a, a lot of props because that's, that comes from a coaching staff that believes in, in that principle and wanting to do that. And so um, I think one of the big drop-offs for the Rams, you know, we always talk about Sean McVay and, you know, it, Anybody who even rubbed up against Sean McVay at some point was getting a head coaching job. And then all of a sudden people were like, well, did the NFL catch up to Sean McVay? And I'm like, no, they lost Roger Saffold and they lost their center at the same time. And all of a sudden two fifths of their offensive line that was dominant was gone. And, you know, it makes a difference. It really does. And so I'm with you on that, on that. Um, Derrick Henry was amazing, but that, that group up front is really good. Lamar Jackson said yesterday, like, I hear the narrative about me in the playoffs and that I can't win a playoff game, and I want to kill that narrative. And I love that he just flat out addressed it and didn't run from it. I do, too. And I think, you know, we all had a lot of fun last year when the Titans won, and there was a big kind of, you know, sort of 
exposing moment, I guess, uh, with regards to the Ravens. And that's a hard thing to deal with. I, I've always thought it was super impressive in a different way that the 2017 Atlanta Falcons made the playoffs after the 28 to three loss, you know, and, and it is so hard to come back from disappointment like that. And so I think it's, I think this in a weird way is like a huge energizing boost for the Ravens that not only are you back in the playoffs and you've refound your offensive identity, but you like, you never get a chance for a do over, right? Like you never get that. And so not only do they have that, but they have it in its like sweetest form and that they get to go to Tennessee. They get to play the Titans, the, first game after Derrick Henry had this 2000 yard season. So, I mean, the Titans ruined the Ravens party when they set all these offensive records and now they literally get a chance to return the favor. I, I kind of want to take Tennessee. I, I really like what they're doing. Um, I think their future is so bright. I think Mike Vrabel still underrated, but I am not betting against Baltimore here. I think that this is a throwdown of a game. I think it is the best game on paper, but I think Baltimore's out to send a message. And then I think after we see like the pettiest celebrations ever from the Ravens, <laughs> Yes, I am. I am here for petty celebrations. But you know this. Nobody knows this better than us being fans of the Niners and Cowboys. This game is just like Niners Cowboys in the mm. early night. The whole season for Lamar Jackson has been about this game has been about what you do in the playoffs. The, the 16 games before this did not matter at all. It's all led up to this. I wonder If during this game, if Tennessee happens to be up by 10 points or 14 points and Lamar's sitting on the bench while Derrick Henry's killing the clock, do the ghosts start to go through Lamar's head? Here I am in the playoffs again. He's already admitted that he's Mm. thinking about it. Does that sort of doubt start to creep in? That's a very fair thought. And maybe that's the goal if you're the Titans, right? Like bury them early and, and they'll bury themselves. I just, I don't, there's something about the Ravens and I, the fact that they've clicked. I mean, we talked about the Bills earlier, kind of finding themselves. The Ravens are kind of right behind them in that regard. This is supported by no data and no substance whatsoever, but the Ravens road uniforms are one of my favorite, or one of the only teams where I prefer their road uniforms to their home ones. Um, And this, again, I can't quantify this by any means. I think the Ravens are just like harder in their white tops, black pants. Um, Like, I feel like their greatest wins have come in that variation. We mentioned Super Bowl 47, sorry, stats. But like the road win against Denver on the way there, the road win against the Patriots in the AFC title game that year. Like, there's just something about when they put that armor on, they cannot be effed with. And so I I am not touching anything that is anti-Ravens this week. I here's my thing. I think this game is going to be super close. The spread is Baltimore by three and a half. I don't see this game being decided by more than a field goal. So whoever was going to get that extra half a point, I was going to take. So that's where I fall in this game because I just think it's going to be a, this is going to be a brawl. It is going to be brutal. I think Vrabel's going to have something special cooked up for Lamar because I think he's a very, very good coach. He's great situationally. So I was basically going to take whoever's getting more than the field goal. So that's where I fall in this one. Go Ravens. Make sure you don't miss our next conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts.